Welcome everyone back to the True Blue Podcast. I am your host, Zachary Sucardi. You can find me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast True Blue. I don't fuck with Facebook, so that's it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> thanks for joining me for episode four. This is fucking awesome. I really appreciate anyone who's listened, liked, shared, ate a pizza, any of that shit. Really means a lot to me, so thank you very much. Uh, so yeah, I had a pretty good day. Today is Monday. It is the 20th. I should know. 20th. Yeah, it's Martin Luther King Day. So that's cool. Um, had a good day. I worked and then I went and got a massage. Shout out to Bethany. I've been going to see Bethany probably for over 10 years. She is a great massage therapist. Uh, again, part of my self-care. It's not like you know, just a massage and it's wonderful and it's, you know, incense and all that bullshit. Uh, she does a great job. She really knows her stuff. And uh, I'm I'm happier for it. So I went and got a massage. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then came home, just made dinner, walked my dog, shaved, and then here I am. So it's been a good day. Happy to, to report that. Um, had a good weekend. I actually saw this movie. It was called Shooting the Mafia. It was a movie that takes place in Sicily about this woman who, when she um, like turned forty years old, she started being uh, she started working for this local paper in Sicily as a um, as a photographer. And a couple of her first uh, assignments were mafia shootings. So she kind of uh, got a knack for it, and it was a cool documentary. It, it told her story, and it told the story of the mob over in Sicily, uh, and it kind of you know brought those brought those two stories together throughout, and of course at the end, really good documentary. I definitely suggest checking it out. It's called Shooting the Mafia. So on today's podcast, we're actually going to talk some poetry. We're going to talk some motherfucking poetry. I'm going to give you my self care tip of the week. I'm going to give you my song, I guess of the week, I guess this is a week, <laughs> and then I'm going to close it out with a haiku that, that I wrote. I'm going to stick to this format for the foreseeable future with having my self-care, my song, my haiku, my poem, whatever the fuck of the week, and then I'm going to have like a theme. For instance, today is poetry. It's actually poetry by Jim Morrison from The Doors, the singer of the, of the 70s, uh, 60s and 70s rock group The Doors um, believe it or not this guy writes amazing poetry amazing poetry I first heard of The Doors through my uncle he was a big fan um, my uncle lived with us like I my family we all lived together in New Jersey it was my sister my brother my mom my uncle and my grandmother it was my grandmother's house and we all lived there and uh, he was a big Doors fan and he would he would play it a lot um, and I can't say I was a big Doors fan or even still am, to be honest with you. It's kind of a weird, a weird relationship I have, I guess, with it. Um, I also remember the, the Doors from the Lost Boys, the song, um, People Are Strange, um, is in that. It's like in, I think, one of the opening, like, sequences or whatever. And it's such an iconic song with lyrics, and I had heard it from the from the Doors first, and then again on that um, on that movie. I don't. It's definitely not them covering. I think it's Echo and the Bunnyman doing the song, but nonetheless, it is a Doors song. 
Um, and yeah, I, uh, I had a connection with Jim Morrison. I forget how I got into his poetry. I think I was sort of like, oh, wow, this dude wrote poetry when I was in the poetry sections of Barnes & Noble, you know, back in the day. So I probably picked it up then. And uh, I was so taken by it. I I was like, wow, I couldn't believe that I wasn't a fan of the music, but I love this guy's poetry. I mean, I so I just connected with it. I was so impressed and so taken by it. Um, so ultimately, I'm going to actually read some of his poems. And then I actually, he has a bunch of prose. And prose is just like free-form poetry, just writing. There's no structure, nothing. Um, and I, I took a bunch of prose of his, uh, you know, a couple of lines here and there. And I actually, I made a little collage on my wall here in my home. And I separated each, like, each section, each, like, couple lines. And they just work so well by themselves. It's like their own haiku, their own, like, short kind of form poetry. Um, and I love it. And I actually, check this out, I actually went to Jim Morrison's grave. So my friend Buddy and I, shout out to Buddy, uh, we went to Europe in 2001. We wound up going to uh, Paris, France. And we were just kind of there on a whim. We hadn't planned to visit France. We were just going to be in in uh, in England for the whole time. But England kind of got, I guess, boring. We were going to be there for three weeks, so we decided to travel about. So we went to uh, Paris, France, and we um, we were looking for Jim Morrison's grave. He's he's buried there. What the fuck else is there to do for two twenty year old dudes visiting? Um, and we we weren't drinkers. I think we were straight edge at this time. So, you know, we weren't doing anything bar scene or nothing. So, figured the Eiffel Tower and Jim Mor- the Eiffel Tower and Jim Morrison's grave. Um, so we went to the cemetery, and all I knew how to say was like "Bonsoir, Jim Morrison" <laughs> or some shit like that. And I just tried to ask all these random people I'd see, like I would say that, and we eventually found his gravesite. It was like kind of like a party. They had security there for the for the cemetery, but then there were people taking pictures, smoking, drinking. I couldn't believe it. It was literally like a party that Jim Morrison was hosting, <laughs> and people were taking pictures with his with his um, with his uh, headstone um, as if it was him. They were like putting their their arm around it. It was like there were group photos. Uh, I took pictures of it. I didn't take pictures of me with it. But that's cool, you know, if, if that's how they wanted to uh, wanted to connect with it. But it was it was kind of surreal, and it was real small. You'd think it'd be this big, like, you know, this big headstone with, you know, all this uh, um, land, like, free and open, like, you know, around it and surrounding it. But no, it was tons of graves, just a shit ton. And he's just right there in the middle of it. So it was kind of cool. And I took a bunch of pictures and everything. And so that's what I have on my wall. I have all those poems that I just mentioned. I kind of separated them and I put them in this frame. And then I have uh, a picture of Jim Morrison's headstone. And then my friend Ennis gave me this Jim Morrison like toy. And I have that on my bookshelf. So a little weird kind of shrine homage to Jim Morrison. But only his poetry. <laughs> Nothing about the like uh, about the doors. I'm sort of joking, but I'm also kind of not. So okay, I'm gonna read some of his poems, ones that I just love. That I, um, 
I've had his poetry books for a number of years now, and I, I mark up all of my poetry books. Books need to have a personality. I mean, some I guess you want to keep clean, like the Bible or whatever, or whatever books you know people are real into as far as collecting. But for me, I have to mark them up, especially poetry books. I have to know when I'm referencing them again, you know where the where the uh, where the sweetness is. So I decided to instead of just like finding these online, I'm gonna read from the books. So you're gonna hear me like flip through pages and shit. So I'm trying to be or like nice and organic you know trying to trying to make this like you guys are here so you can hear some flipping it may be real annoying to hear if you're listening to this on headphones i don't know you can let me know but i figured it'd be kind of cool you know going going through the book here and the pages flipping shit all right so the first uh, book i'm gonna read from is actually um his he has two volumes of his like lost writings or whatever the fuck they call it what do they call it Poems and diaries. Oh yeah, lost writings. So, uh, and the second series is, or I should say, volume two is called "The American Night." Uh, and let's see, page sixty-one. Sixty-one was my first football number when I played pee wee football, and that meant a lot to me. So that's pretty cool. Let me find it. Page sixty-one. See, listen to that. Listen to those pages flip. Isn't this cool? It's like story time. All right, let me find sixty-one. Hey, right. All right. So I love this excerpt. It's actually an excerpt from a long poem, and the poem is actually called Laminate for the Death of My Cock. Um, it's just like, yeah, it's a long ass fucking poem, prose, pepperoni, pizza eater. Anyway, here's the part that I want to share with y'all. I can forgive my injuries in the name of wisdom, luxury, romance. Sentence upon sentence. Words are healing. Words got me the wound and will get me well, if you believe it. I mean, come on. How fucking dope is that? Words got me the wound and will get me well. Words are healing. Sentence upon sentence. I mean, damn. And I love how it starts off. I can forgive my injuries in the name of wisdom, luxury, romance. I mean, just think about that. Your injuries are just your life lessons. We all, you know, luckily we we take wisdom from that. In the name of wisdom, luxury, and romance, I, I just this is just was one of my favorite excerpts from it. So um, I marked it off and was so happy to happy to share this. Remember, everyone, words are healing. That's good shit. All right, so the other three ones are in his first book. It's volume one. It's called Wilderness. This is my favorite volume. If you find this, it's fucking awesome. I'm sure it's I'm pretty sure it's still out there or you know on Amazon or or whatever. The Lost Writings of Jim Morrison, Wilderness Volume 1. Fucking dope. All right, so page 17. There rot. Let me just be clear. None of these have titles. He just wrote. He really didn't didn't really um other than that laminate of the death of my cock one, that has a title. I mean, damn, the word cock is in it. But <laughs> this does not have, have a title, and most of them don't. Just want to be clear. Okay, here it goes. A man rakes leaves into a heap in his yard, a pile, and leans on his rake and burns them utterly. The fragrance fills the forest. Children pause and heed the smell, which will become nostalgia in several years. Fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Let me read that one again. 
A man rakes leaves into a heap in his yard, a pile, and leans on his rake and burns them utterly. The fragrance fills the forest. Children pause and heed the smell, which will become nostalgia in several years. Oh, such a beautiful poem. Such a beautiful poem. Some of his stuff may be cryptic, maybe, you know, you have to be a deep thinker, all this bullshit. But this to me is so beautiful and so just perfectly put. And smell, nostalgia. Smell is like the biggest trigger for memory, nostalgia. So, you know, leaves, the fall, that smell. And there is a smell in the fall time, especially back east in New Jersey, that like is so nostalgic for me. Damn. So when I read this poem, I connected right away with that. All right. Two more. Two more, then I'm going to read you guys a bunch of the ones that I have hanging on, on my wall. Because those are fucking awesome. Alright, here goes the next one. Page 119. Alright, listen to that page turn, how amazing that sounds. Okay, here it goes. Why do I drink? So that I can write poetry. Sometimes when it's all spun out, and all that is ugly recedes into a deep sleep, there is an awakening, and all that remains is true. As the body is ravaged, the spirit grows stronger. Forgive me, Father, for I know what I do. I want to hear the last poem of the last poet. Fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. I want to hear the last poem of the last poet. I mean, damn. I just love that. I mean, it's so, like, profound, and it's just, like, man, it just, the way that this one reads, it just really, really struck me. Happy to happy to share that. Alright, so there's one more I'm going to read to you before I get to the ones hanging up on my wall. Again, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast True Blue. little shout out there, just to remind y'all. What the fuck is this, page 80? Is this it? Oh yeah, here it is. This is a fucking awesome part. I'm going to read this one probably a couple times because it's good. If it's no problem, why mention it? Everything spoken means that. It's opposite and everything else. I'm alive. I'm dying. Fuck yeah. Even my dog agrees. Fuck yeah. I'm going to read it again. If it's no problem, why mention it? Everything spoken means that. It's opposite and everything else. I'm alive. I'm dying. Fucking A. Thanks for letting me read that to you guys. Love those poems. Check out his poetry books, volume one, volume two. There, I mean, there's so much good shit in here. I just picked out three of them, and then I'm going to read you the ones I have hanging on my wall that I just grabbed from a huge prose of his. Again, prose is just like open form poetry. So if you keep hearing me use that, use that word, that's what, that's what it means. All right, here it goes. I'm going to read, read you, uh, I'm going to read you the ones hanging up on my wall. Here it goes. Now, friends, don't look at me sadly ranting like some incomprehensible child. I know by my breath of what I speak and what I've seen needs telling. Fuck yeah. I know by my breath of what I speak and what I've seen needs telling. That is, I so fucking connect with that. I really feel like just doing this podcast expressing my whole fucking life to my friends and just connecting and talking and conversation and prayer and music i know by my breath of what i speak and what i've seen needs telling and honestly i think we can all say hopefully say the same express yourself even if you're writing in a fucking journal it needs telling all right and the second one i have funny 
I keep expecting a knock on the door. Well, that's what you get for living around people. Love that one. I'll read it again. Funny. I keep expecting a knock on the door. Well, that's what you get for living around people. I mean, right? I know I do this with my phone. I will literally think because I keep my phone usually on silent or sometimes on vibrate, right? And sometimes my phone won't even be in my fucking pocket and I'll like feel my leg like almost vibrate and I'm like, oh, I got someone's hit me up and it's not even in my pocket. It's so weird. Kind of the same thing here. Well, that's what you get for living around people. All right, so the next one here. In the east, in the cities, a hum of life begins. Now come. That I'm from the east coast, this one really spoke to me. There's so many damn cities there. Everything's so fucking close. I just like how it says, a hum of life begins. It's like a hum, literally. You can hear it. And then it says, now come. Very simple, two words, now come. Get your fucking ass over here. A hum of life begins. It's fucking dope. I drink so I can talk to assholes. This includes me. Love this one. Fucking love it. I drink so I can talk to assholes. This includes me. I'll just leave that one there. That one's pretty fucking awesome. Pretty self-explanatory. Here's the next one. I have, let's see, two more. Three more. Three more. Three more, everybody. Three more. Soon enough, we shall walk the walls of time. We shall miss nothing except each other. Fucking awesome. Soon enough, we shall walk the walls of time. We shall miss nothing except each other. How beautiful is that? I mean, really, all the bullshit we have, all the material shit, ain't shit. Each other. It's all we have. We shall miss nothing except each other. Fuck yeah. Alright, here we go. In my deepest inner mind and in the minds of others, I can, I am. Fuck yeah, listen to that shit again. In my deepest inner mind and in the minds of others, I can, I am. So fucking like self, what is that? What do they call that? Like it's like, it's like such a positive like, um, what's the fucking word? Stuart Smalley thing. I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, doggone it, people like me. It's like a self proclamation kind of a thing i can't think of of the of the right word but i just love it in my deepest inner mind and in the minds of others i can i am all right so now for the last one i have written on my wall here i'll probably take a picture of this shit put post it somewhere so you guys can see it what dreams possessed you to merge in the morning i've been in a daze i'll read that again what dreams possessed you to merge in the morning I've been in a daze. I love that. Merge in the morning. What dreams possess you to wake the fuck up? And then to say, it's actually in quotes, it says, i been in a daze. Not I've, but I. I've been in a daze. Sometimes I felt like that with fucking depression. You know, I'm dreaming, I'm happy, and then I fucking, I merge in the morning and I'm up, and people want me to be coherent and function and a part of society. And all I can think of is I've been in a daze. So that one is a little bit more of that depression vibe, but I really connected with it, really, really dug it. And again, I have all these on my motherfucking wall, so these definitely mean something to me. Um, one of my favorite poets ever, Jim Morrison. Which actually, check this out, he uh, lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico, for I think like the age of like four to six or some shit. 
he definitely his sister I think was born here. So I think in like forty seven to fucking like forty nine fifty I think um, is when Jim Morrison lived here in Albuquerque. So that's a pretty cool pretty cool connection. All right, so I'm gonna give you my self care tip of the week, um, and the self care tip of the week is sleep on your back, fucking sleep on your motherfucking back, okay? It's the best position to sleep on according to sleep.org and your boy. I've been on the sleeping on my back fucking trip for for a long time now. Some of the things to note, it keeps your head, neck, and spine in a neutral position, which is good because you don't ever want to be stressed, especially when you're sleeping for hours upon hours. Only 8% of motherfuckers sleep in this position. 8%, that ain't nothing. And just so you know, the most popular is the fetal position at 41%. Sleeping on your back helps reduce acid reflux. You know, you have your fucking chili, you have your marinara, whatever. You know what I mean? I love me my fucking marinara sauce. Especially on pizza, get that shit on the side. But, you know, get some acid reflux. It definitely helps sleeping on my back. Check this one out. Keeps you looking younger because you're avoiding creases, wrinkles, and irritated facial skin. So, if you think about it, your face is not hitting the fucking pillow. But if you're on your side, on your fucking, on your stomach and shit, your face is all up in that. And you're that way for hours. So, you know, you could be fucking with some shit, getting wrinkles and stuff. But sleeping on your back, you avoid that stuff. Any kind of crease, irritated skin, wrinkles, anything like that. And another little tip for sleeping on your back is you put a pillow underneath your knees while you're sleeping. And it'll support the natural curve in your lower back. We all kind of know where that curve is. We can just feel it. It's on the small of your back. It'll it'll reduce the stress to the spine. It'll help keep it neutralized um, and keep your back flat. So keep that in mind. Put a pillow under your legs while you're sleeping on your back to keep your lower back flat. Um, so one of the things about it, and I had to mention this because I fucking can't stand snores. It's not good for snoring or sleep a- sleep apnea. Um, I believe sleeping on your side is the preferred um, sleep apnea position. It's also, I think, good for um, people who snore. So if you got a motherfucker who's snoring or, you know, whoever, have them sleep on their side. Not good for wrinkles, though. Just got to remind y'all. Know what I'm saying? So, yeah, sleep on your back. It's really tough. I know sometimes I'll even wake up and I'll like want to sleep on my side or my dog sleeps in the in the bed with me and she wants to like cuddle and wedge herself so much so I can't even like lay on my back where my arms are like down one of my arms is like out to the side that's not good for your arm for your shoulder so um, if you can sleep on your back this is a very important tip um, I mean we spend so much of our fucking life sleeping you hear all this shit, just like I shared last week with the, with the water thing. You hear all this shit about getting eight hours of sleep and making sure that you're that you're sleeping in the right position. All right. Oh, geez. Again, another water burp. Shout out to the water burp. All right, so I'm going to finish out here with my song of the week, and then we're going to do the um, poem. I'm going to give you one of my poems. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you one of my poems. All right, here goes. So the song of the week I chose was by a band called Dead Kennedys. The song is called Nazi Punks Fuck Off. It's on an EP um, called In God We Trust, Inc. I actually got this on a, um, it was a, uh, it was the plastic surgery disasters In God We Trust, like 
it was like a compilation. It was it was those it was the EP and that album put into one CD. Um, and Dead Kennedys was one of the first punk bands I ever got into. Just the name alone, Dead Kennedys, I knew was fucking trouble. I thought this is a dope ass name, and just their imagery and everything. I'm like, I gotta check this band out. Um, it just drew me in right away. Um, I even had a Dead Kennedy shirt in high school, and I was straight edge while while I was in while I was in high school, and the shirt said "Too Drunk to Fuck," and honestly, it helped me understand the difference between T O and T O O because of this shirt, "Too Drunk to Fuck." So I knew "too" meant like too much. So I've been able to properly use it in my grammar thanks to the to the Dead Kennedys. Um, and then uh, this song is just so dope. I mean, Nazi punks fuck off. Uh, there was a sect of idiot ass punk rockers in the eighties and shit uh, who were into Nazism. Um, it seemed to show up at shows back in the day. I mean, it, you know, in probably even in recent years and in the nineties and shit. Um, and this song is telling those motherfuckers to fuck off. Um, and it's it's pretty simple. It's it's aggressive. It's saying that if you're a Nazi, if you're racist, or any of that shit, um, then fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. And, uh, yeah, this is just such a great song. Such a punk song. Nazi punks fuck off. I mean, sure, it has the word punks in it. But it tells you to fuck off. It tells the Nazi. You know, it's just, it's so, like, it's so aggressive. It's so perfect. It was, like, for me as a teenager, it drew me right in. Um just a couple things I wanted to mention. This song is so caught in my head that when I see like punk rockers walking on the street, I'll be in my car or like whatever, you know, they'll be at it like nowhere or, you know, I'm not just at a punk show. I'll literally sing this song to myself. I'll go, Nazi punks, Nazi punks, Nazi punks, fuck off. And mind you, they're not Nazi punks I'm seeing. They're just regular punk kids and shit, you know, regular punk, punk rockers and shit. But this song kicks in. So it's just sort of a funny thing that I that I kind of do. It like triggers right away when I see those mohawks and shit. It's pretty funny. Um, and then some of the lyrics I wanted to uh, mention in this song. The second line, he says, punk means thinking for yourself. Punk means thinking for yourself. I fucking love that. Punk rock doesn't mean all this other bullshit. All this other fashion, all these other attitudes, all this other discrimination and hate and fucking bullshit. It means thinking for yourself. To be a punk, it means thinking for yourself. And I fucking love that. And then to finish the song, he says, you'll be the first to go. You'll be the first to go. You'll be the first to go. Unless you think. Unless you think. Use your fucking head. Think for your fucking self. I can't express it enough. I'm so emotional. My So my dog is sitting on my bed. Now she's up and she's like, what's up? You okay? But I'm okay. It's all good, Lou. We're going to finish off with this with this poem. Um, I think my dog needs to get down. She's like waving her tail. Hey, Lou, just just chill. We're almost finished, okay? Be, be a good goyle. All right, here goes. So this is a poem that I wrote. I think I have it on my Instagram. I will be putting out a poetry book sometime this year. So I will definitely include this. Here goes. Melted cassette in my car. The sun's opinion. I used to have a Toyota Tercel only took cassettes. I am a fan of music. So I still have cassettes from back in the motherfucking day. I have CDs. I have records. All this bullshit. But I had cassettes. 
Um, and I came back one day in the summer, and that shit, I was, it was actually the Smiths, Ladder Than Bombs. I still have it. And that shit was so fucking melted. So melted. And I was really good about that. I'm usually good about making sure shit isn't left in the car at the wrong times, all this bullshit. But nah, this one, this one got it. So it made me write this fucking poem. So it was kind of cool, even though I was super bummed about the uh, about the Smiths cassette. Um, it gave me this poem: "Melted cassette in my car." The sun's opinion. Well, that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for rolling with me. Let me talk some punk rock, some Jim Morrison, some fucking sleeping on your motherfucking back. And then just giving you a quick update about what's what's going on. I'm going to try to have an episode out every Tuesday. So keep an eye out every Tuesday. Again, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast True Blue. Again, my name is Zachary Sukardi. You guys have a great week. Peace.